بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته What's going on man? والله من الحمد لله الله زيه الله زوا الحمد لله ما الله we're into all good it's life in the hereafter I mean what we're talking about bro Today we're talking about, we're addressing the idea of struggling and sacrificing for your religion. Sacrificing for the cause of Allah. And you know, I just showed you this verse just now. There's a verse that comes to mind in Surah Tawbah, verse 24, where Allah says, Say, O Prophet, so the Prophet is communicating this to the people. If your children, your spouse, your siblings, the wealth you have amassed, and the trade you feel will decline is more beloved to you than Allah and his messenger, and struggling in his way, then wait for Allah's wait, wait decree. For punishment or a decree. Yeah, wait for Allah's punishment. Indeed, it is coming. And Allah does not guide rebellious people. Now, when I first heard this, dude, it made me really reflect because it's like, you, you, you reflect on yourself and you're like, yeah, I'm a Muslim. I love Allah. I love the Prophet Alayhi Salaam. Salam. But like, how much though? Do you really value uh, Allah's teachings over, let's say your friends, your family? When it comes to the point when you're in front of your friends, are you gonna be afraid to pray? Are you going to be afraid to try and correct them if they do something wrong? Are you going to be afraid to stand up for yourself and like in danger? Or let's say you're surrounded by your non-Muslim peers and they ask you to do such a thing. And you're like, no, I'm not doing this for this reason because I'm a Muslim. And there's a particular section in that verse that I want to talk about that's going to depict this episode is Allah says, he says, if it's more beloved to you than Allah and his messenger. Okay, that's given. We know we understand this, but and then struggling in his way, you got to love the struggle. Because, like, the mindset of a Muslim is different. Mm -hmm. Your focus is different. Your mentality is different. You're working for a hereafter. You're working for something which is more a great, like, a greater purpose. Dude, yeah, obviously, yeah, Muslim mindset is different. Because why why is it different? Because we have that successful mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, look, for example, I bring up these types of people a lot. But, like, look, I I bring up wealthy people, right? Because I like to, you know, go ahead and learn about them, how how they got into the place where they are, right? And they always say... The struggle, the journey where I got to where I'm at was the best part of it, not where I am now. Because that's where that's where everything means the most. That's where you learn the most. That's where you failed the most. Mm-hmm. That's where you got better the most. When yeah. was the time when you really learned and you changed is when you were put in a dark place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When you get hit with that, that the hardest hardship, that's where you experience the most change. You're not going to experience change living life the same day every day at a time. That's why they say the great risk, great reward. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta have like some the patience to bear like difficulty in your heart for a small amount of time for a greater payout. That's like the reality of this dunya. We live in this dunya for a short amount of time for a greater payout. Look at like just look at Jannah. When you hear about Jannah, if people were to see Jannah with their eyes, there would be no one who wouldn't want to work towards this. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. It's like when people say they want to be successful, but they don't want to make no sacrifices. How do you expect to become successful and you don't want to sacrifice? It's a contradicting mindset. Because like, look. If you don't sacrifice, you just stay exactly where you're at. The only place you have to go is down. Yeah. You're in a declining when state. You, when you sit there and you make sacrifices, right, you understand that there's a greater reward on, on the other side. And the reason why those people are successful is because they deserved it. They sat there. They sacrificed. They did what they needed to do in order to get to where they're at. Mm-hmm. They ain't just wait for something to change or wait for things to fall out of the sky. And a big part in sacrificing for your religion, sacrificing for Allah, is you also have to have certain certainty. You have to strengthen your faith to know and realize and come to know that one day you're going to meet God for what you've done here. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to, you have to, like that certainty is a given for you to sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? When, bro, when I think about sacrifice, 
I just think about my life experiences because sacrifice always comes up like when you think about the journey that you've been on uh, in your life, like getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for me, I can recall times when like when I was in school and I was tried where there may have been a girl who liked me and I knew that she liked me. but And I could have taken advantage of that, but I didn't because I knew the implications that it would bring upon me. That if I went after this, if I went into a haram relationship, or if I followed my desires and went after a girl that I may have liked, mm -hmm. then what would I like? What would my life have come to? Maybe my life would have been good. Maybe everything would have been going good. But as soon as I realized exactly what I had done, think about how how my life would turn. Think about all the people nowadays where, uh, amongst the youth, they're always talking about, oh, would you marry someone who'd done zina? At that time, they they committed a wrongdoing. But see, there's a difference when you. Talk about stuff like that. Like when you say, oh, would you marry someone who's done zina? Is it someone who's done zina and they're still doing it? Or is it someone who's done zina and they've turned away from that, turned back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and now you can't even see that they've done a wrong in their life. Like to them, they can, they've done no wrong. But now all of a sudden, now when you know someone's past, you start thinking about like, oh, now this person's a whole different type of person. You still see them as that, that wrongdoer. That's not the case with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter what wrongs I've done. Like we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, if people would know what's in your heart, nobody would want to be your friend. Nobody would shake your hand because mm -hmm. everybody has those thoughts in their mind. Mm -hmm. Those thoughts, you can't escape them because those thoughts come from shaitan. And shaitan, he can influence you to do that thing, but but the minimum he's going to do is influence it in your mind. He's going to put it in your you head. Know, that's the beauty of mankind because this, this, what you're speaking about here, this nefs, this choice between right and wrong, this isn't something that's up to genetic inheritance. Oh, your parents get, chose right, so you're going to choose it. No, this is something completely individual from everyone around you no matter what you have the ability you have the choice to choose right from wrong and you know the beauty the nitma from allah for you to wake up the next morning and you can choose today you know what today i don't want to be a failure anymore today i want to work as hard as i possibly can i don't want to waste a second that's like that's a blessing from god but yeah, that, that's a really good point. We as human beings we do go through the struggle right and it's up to you ultimately up to you whether or not you want to you want to entertain whatever shaitan is putting inside your mind. And the ones who actually restrain from it, instead of coming out with justifications, lies, trying to sit there and act like what they're doing is right, even though they know deep down it's wrong, those are the ones who, those, those are, the ones who are weak, the ones, the ones who go ahead and act upon it, try to justify it. Mm -hmm. The strong ones are the ones who go ahead and control themselves mm -hmm. and say, look, listen, the sole reason why I'm not doing it, even though I know I'm going to get this instant pleasure from it, is because of Allah. That's it. And you know, and those people, if they do fall into wrong, they admit it and they, they admit it and they fall, they, they go into repentance immediately right after. This is like a description in the Quran. And you know what Allah says about those people who try to justify their actions or they try to, and they go into disbelief off of what they've done from what they've, their own hands have done. They start blaming other parties. They start trying to blame God. They're, like they're, um, they wrongdo themselves. Look, listen, you ever thought a point in your life when let's say a wrong was committed, something wrong was committed, and you just sit there and you try to point fingers, you will get in a much better place by trying to sit there and reflect upon yourself. Maybe take a little bit of the blame on yourself and try to sit, try to sit there and think on how you got in that situation. Because in conclusion, you will always get to the fact that you had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. You had something to do with it. Whether if it was just the fact that you were there, how did you end up there? Bro, we, we as Benny Adam, we use the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us to disobey him. But when we are told to stay away from these things, to give up our desires for the sake of Allah, people want to question why should they do that? It's not that bad. 
But because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he blessed you with these things, why wouldn't you do it without a second thought? You know, when someone does something so nice for you, you're going to say, like, I'll do whatever you want. Like, I'll, you, I owe you one for real. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you everything. You don't think you owe him? Like, we're all sitting and here. And it's not talking. even about owing him. It's, this is, he gave you everything and you messed it up. Like, you messed it up yourself. How are you not going to maintain what he's giving you? It's not, like, is it really just maintaining, though? It's, it's more like, yeah, it's maintaining, but it's also progressing. We mm -hmm. we're given yeah, the ability to progress. It, you don't ever want to plateau in your life, whether it be with what you're doing in your life. Like if you're in school or whatever, you never want to plateau. You never want to stay in the same place. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of us, we live a life where we have a routine, we have a schedule, but that schedule is not meant to keep us in the same place in life. We're always supposed to be trying to progress. Like you don't want to stay at the same job for 50 years and then die. Like what, what are you going to have to say for your life? People want to go to different jobs. They want to get raises. They want to get promotions. They want to do stuff better for themselves, better for their families. If you never want to get better, then you're not going to go anywhere. And that's, that's with anything in life. Like, whether you go to college or whether you don't, you always want to keep getting better because you see what's better for yourself. Real, in reality, obviously, we want to see what Allah sees that is best for us. And we may not see it right away. That's why the hard things happen. That's why the bad things happen. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests you. And when you can recognize, oh, this is a test from Allah, then everything becomes easy for you. And I'm not going to say it's going to be easy right away, but that mindset, developing that mindset, it's that's not where even, it becomes It's easier. not even about being easy. Like, wh like, what are we discussing here? We're discussing struggling and sacrificing for God. This is supposed to be a grueling feeling. This is supposed to like, wrench your, like, your gut. This is supposed to hurt you. But it's the, the peace is in knowing that this is for God. And that's how you know like, this is going to be a big payout, big trade-off. Like, this is something which is like a blessing. You really think you're going to sacrifice for the Lord of the world and he'll leave you to be a loser? Like, even in the Quran, the, Allah addresses this idea. Uh, should we treat the believers, the muttaqeen, like the criminals? Should we treat them like that? Are, are they equal? They're not equal. You're referring to like Muslims and non-Muslims. Yes. And how like the, yeah. so, some of us, we treat our own Muslim brothers and sisters in like a harsh manner. We speak to them harshly. Like when you see on social media, someone commenting like, if you're, if you're going to wear the hijab wrong, don't wear it at all or something like that. Treating them like they're they're lower class citizens or something like no, that. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Should we like um, this is in the I know, no, I know I'm saying I'm giving you examples of how people might treat their own Muslims in a lower class way and then they'll still be nicer to the to the kuffar, like to No, that's a, that's a whole different that's a whole different thing. That's so still you, that's still the, no, I'm talking about literally in the Quran. I'm like, should we treat the people who do good deeds and believe like the criminals? Basically, like, look, the Prophet Islam, what did he say? Dude, no, like, for example, when it comes to the idea of race, no white man is over a black man, no, no Arab over a non-Arab and vice versa, right? Right. Except for what? In good deeds. Yeah. No one's better than the other person except for in good deeds. And who's the ultimate deity that can judge that is only Allah. So only that is known to Allah. And that's basically what you're saying right here. The people who work hard, who sacrifice their lives for Allah, are not the same as the ones who don't. Yeah. Are not the same as the ones who can't control themselves by their own choice. By their own choice. But we'll, like, obviously we won't know that, but that's why you, you are kind to everyone. You don't look at someone doing something and, you know, like, treat them badly, treat them harshly. Because you don't know if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that person. What if Allah loves that person? What like what do you what happens to you if you 
harm someone that Allah loves. And here's another thing. You, yeah, exactly. That, that point right there. You don't know what they did between them and Allah. Only Allah knows about it. And because of that, Allah has a, Allah loves them in a certain type of way that you wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. Versus you, you know, you sit there, you, you think that you're doing good, but in reality, you're just arrogant. Or even you might think that you're doing good, but on like scale relatively to Allah, like you've failed to have self-reflection upon yourself that you don't. Yes. Speaking of this, I saw a thing. It was like Allah would rather hear the 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 sinner asking for for forgiveness and his cries over the the God of an arrogant person. So one person might be sitting there, they're thinking they're doing all these good deeds, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is coming from me." Yada yada yada. And they think, oh, yeah, I'm better than the next person because all I do is see them out there sinning. But you don't know what they do behind closed doors. And here's another perspective to think about. I was talking about this with somebody. And, you know, he was someone, you know, he was talking about like how he grew up in the hood and everything. Right. And he was just talking about how he, how easy he could have been a mo- part of those people if he if he would have made if he wouldn't have made the right choices. And that's something I always think about, too, because, like, look, I know I know certain people who ended up in a bad situation because certain choices that they made. And I was around them. Yeah, me too. I could have easily been that. Yeah. That's why I don't look down on people who, let's say, are en- or who ended up in that situation. And I've also seen those same type of people change for the better, Com- do a complete 180 in their life. You never know. Even the most wicked person, Allah can turn them back. And it's like when you reflect on that, how you, you were around those people who did those things, but you didn't fall into that. You also think about, like, what if... They just hung around me more, like around other Muslims and stuff like that. Like maybe they could have turned to Islam or something like that. And it's like, honestly, I won't ever really know because that knowledge is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then how do you take that reflection? Are you grateful that you weren't in that position, that you didn't fall into that and that you were able to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because when you think about it, any Muslim out there, you have to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're someone who does good, you do good for the sake of Allah. You're an example. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still chose you. Like don't think that... Our, like what we do is on our own whims. Like, exactly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still decreed it. We do it for Allah. We have free will. But at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed it. He wrote it this way. He chose us to be like this. Like He chose for us to be examples for mankind. Now, when you wear that title of Muslim, like how do you take that? Do you take that with honor? Do you take that with pride, thinking that you're better than other people? Or do you take that with humility, knowing that, yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose me as an example, but I'm going to use that to the best of my ability. I'm going to do whatever I can because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees me and, and I worship him and I only cry to him. I rely upon him. He loves, he loves the people who rely upon him. And another thing, when you were talking about people don't want to sacrifice, like nowadays people want the status and the wealth of Sulaiman alayhi salam and they want the, they want the status of Muhammad alayhi salatu salam in, in their good deeds and whatnot. But you're not willing to do, go through what they went through. When something bad happens to you, you question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't look at the way the Prophet lived his life, how he went through hardship, orphaned from a child, and went through all this, went through all this loss, was persecuted for years. So Salam, one of the most grateful people that you can think of when you ever, whenever you think of a prophet mentioned in the Quran, he was given all this wealth, he was, he was given dominion over Jerusalem. But what did he do? He preached the message of Islam regardless. People nowadays, if they get that type of wealth, they might not preach Islam. They might think it's from themselves. They might turn into Qur'un. We have more people that will turn into Qur'un than people that will turn into Sulaiman alayhi salam. And that's, that's the thing. We don't ever learn from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an. And this is why Allah chose these people as prophets, because they were the best examples to mankind. Not you and I. Not these people. Not these celebrities that you guys go ahead, that a lot of people go ahead and worship nowadays. Yes, and I will say worship because what do they do? 
They literally know all about their whereabouts. They all they know about what they did, their lifestyle and everything. They try to look up to them. They try to be exactly like them. Is that not worship? Mm. And I want like, to touch upon something that you just said. You said that we don't learn from the Quran. Like that's something like, especially like in today's age when the Quran, you can search up on your computer, Quran.com and you can find, see the whole entire Quran. Even the tafsir. Even like the tafsir. And you can have it explained to you in writing. But most people neglect this. I want to emphasize a point in the Quran. Allah says in the Quran, this is a blessed book we've sent down to you, O Muhammad. Now, what does that mean? Everything the Quran touches, it becomes blessed. Look at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is blessed. His ummah is blessed. The Quran was sent down to this ummah, blessed. The, the, the hafad, they're blessed. They get to take people to Jannah. The, the cave that the, the, the Quran was set down upon, blessed. In Angel Jabril, blessed. I, yeah, exactly. You don't, I, Every you single thing in the Quran has touched is blessed. Now, if that doesn't motivate you to go and memorize it, try and instill the Quran, put the Quran in your heart, read his words at least every single day at least it can be a, a line it could be two lines it could be the page just every single day you try to read the quran you you see blessing in your life yeah wait like hold on, hold on i have to i have to really go back on what like what small was saying because he said how people worship celebrities mm -hmm. so honestly that's that's one thing that we don't learn is like we're not we don't worship the creation right and one thing like i one it pure example I can give you about sacrifice I bring it up time and time again is music but this is gonna like this is gonna show you a different perspective maybe you, it'll help people like see it in a different light so with music the reason like when I sacrifice sacrificed it um I remember I was following all these uh, celebrities these rappers and whatnot listening to their music on Instagram and whatnot and I remembered that I'd go to Google to search up their names just to find out what their real names was, to find out where they were from and this and that. And I was like, okay, why do I do this? But I don't search up for items. I don't look for scholars. I don't see their status, their credibility, learning it from them, listening to their lectures. I'm out here listening to people's music, waiting for someone's album to drop, but I can't even like open a book to read something that a scholar said to teach me my religion. I'm out here learning about the lives of a random dude that has nothing to do with me. On the day of judgment, I'd be asked why I listen to his music, but I won't... I wouldn't be asked, oh, why did you do this and why did you do that? Like, I had no connection to this guy. I'm not going to be answering for his deeds, but I'm going to answer for myself. I'm going to be answering for why I was, like, out here researching a person that has nothing to do with Islam. You know what's even more sad? People will pay. People will pay money, real money. They'll go in their best clothes. They'll listen, listen attentively. They'll wait in lines for hours and hours and hours and in the heat to go and look at and listen to this person, not even be next to them, be meters away from them. But when their parents want to go to dinner, they come out in sweatpants and sweatshirt. They don't want to, they don't want to even look at, they don't even treat their parents the same way to the same degree as they treat these people. Nope. They don't listen to their parents the same degree as they listen to these people. Look, people Isn't are, that sad? People are paying the price of Umrah tickets to go to a concert over going to Saudi Arabia and going to Baytullah. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's house is by invitation only. But imagine you have the resources available to go and you don't do it. Mm -hmm. Not only did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not invite you, but you have to think you're not good enough to go. If you really just chose to do something else with your money rather than go to Umrah, and it's it's different if you if you if you did it in like this year or whatever, and then you choose to do something else, go on vacation or something. But if you really have the opportunity to go to Baytullah, why wouldn't you do it? We're supposed to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the day we're born to the day we die. Now I don't mean we dedicate every single thing we do to prostrating our heads to the floor, but but then again, that's not entirely worship. Any Look, what else is worship? Me going out there and feeding my family, that's worship. Me going out here smiling at him, that's, that's, that's a form of worship. Me sitting here speaking is a form of worship. 
you want to talk about another form of sacrifice? Charity. Charity has been prescribed upon, literally like prescribed upon Muslims. Like we literally have a charity tax. Because that's a, that's a real test of character. Because, you know, even Allah says from, the, from among those people, like whoever who give portions from their wealth, even though they love it. That's, how, that's true no, like, no, sincerity in Allah. Because, no, because it's crazy. Because like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say like, we're not, no, none of us, no one here is not guilty of this. But like, even think about your own life. You sit there, you buy all these expensive things. You spend your money on such and such. But when was the last time you really gave to someone who was in need? Mm-hmm. who really needed it you'll sit there and you you won't you won't care to spend a hundred dollars on a hoodie but you but then again you're you're sitting there thinking about whether or not if you should donate five dollars to a guy who's hungry or he needs some food yeah you're hesitant you're thinking you're exactly about you're it, hesitant yeah. you're like is this really worth it like when the prophet said those who give in charity it doesn't it doesn't decrease them at all and then even in sort of it's it's from the people who give they say we don't desire any thanks from you in the man like we only feed you for the sake of Allah. We don't want any thanks from you. No, but really think about it though. Allah really emphasizes the fact on giving to the poor. Because, like, look, in our human nature, no one really wants to give. No one it, like it's it's actually a struggle. Someone everyone wants to take. Exactly. Everyone wants to take. Or they Man. want like it's a transaction. People want the trade. Exactly. I'll give me money, you give me whatever I want to pay for. Mm-hmm. But with charity, you're not gonna see that that material item that you just paid for. Like you gave money away and you're not getting anything back necessarily. But that's the that's the test of charity. Can you give this money to this person? Can you give any amount to a person, to an organization, to a masjid and say like, I did this for Allah and that did not decrease me in the slightest. Yeah, my bank account went down, but did it really? Did it really? Because then the next few weeks you might get I'm your bank I'm no, your bank account went down, but you didn't go down. No, I'm gonna say this right now, bro. Money, money's not even like real. Money's fake. Provision is from Allah. Dude, like, I was literally talking about this earlier. Like, look back then, what did people, what did people do as as a form of transaction? They traded real things, real things, yeah. real things. <laughs> now we, we just, it just comes to a piece of paper that we put value into. Like, like don't let that number scare you. Look, look, I can have zero dollars in my account, but I could. From from Allah's provision, I could have three meals a day. I could have clothes from from every di- like people just like they, they donate whatever. This comes from Allah, or I could have I could have a hundred thousand dollars in my account, but I don't have the time to eat. Who's really poor here? Mm. Provin- provision is from Allah. Don't let that number fool you. No, yes. but even think about it like the the trust someone would have in Allah to say this is my last ten dollars in my bank account, but I'm gonna donate five of it. Now, see, you might feel like, oh, it's not that much because I just saw some dude donate $1,000. But in reality, you donated more. Like, I'm not saying think of yourself higher than that person who just donated a lot. But look, look what you just gave. You gave half of what you just had for the sake of Allah. Now, not only in good deeds will you grow exponentially, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for you. That's one thing that he tells us not to worry about time and time again, whether you're trying to get married, whether you're giving in charity, whether you, whether you have a family. If you are worried about your provisions, don't. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who rely upon him. When and you worry about that stuff, you stop your reliance upon Allah. And let's, let's touch up on, upon this a little bit. Like, we were, we were talking about this earlier. When you, when you rely upon Allah, your, your money was already decreed right before you were born. So however much money you, you, were, you were about to have, your provision was already decreed before. Now, in your life, if you decide to go about that in the haram way or halal way, it's completely up to you. So if I sit there and like, let's say in my lifetime, I'm supposed to make $100 million. 
And I made the all because of drug dealing. That was because of my own choice. I could have made the hundred million dollars doing something else. Because Allah had already decreed it. Because Allah already had decreed it. And no one is stopping that. What is meant for you will reach you even if it's between two mountains. And what's not meant for you will not even reach you if, even maybe, if it's between your lips. Hold on. Maybe, maybe you make even more doing maybe you make even more doing haram than you would have doing halal. But you were so enticed with the money you were making that you didn't see that it was haram. No, it's what you what you would make, what you what would have been provided for you is already written by no, Allah. No, 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 no. But you, you have to understand something though. That is true. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the knower of all things. He's all aware. Meaning, you can still choose halal. You might not get the same amount. No, it's already written for My, you. Osman, I'm telling you, there's do you not understand what qadr is? I do. Okay, so you know this, right? You can choose a haram route and you might get more because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide this, all this for you because on the day of judgment, you won't have any share. But what if you take the job that pays less, but it's halal and it's, it's pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you know that you didn't decrease in the slightest. Yeah, I could have made a hundred mil or maybe I was making that much money, but I turned away from it for the sake of Allah. And now I'm making less money. You have to think about it like that. It, it doesn't necessarily mean oh, I'm going to make a hundred mil either way. You could get less a less share what make, uh, making halal money than you would doing haram. But that's a sacrifice. You're not really sacrificing if you do either or. If you're making the same amount doing halal and doing haram, you're not really sacrificing. What are you sacrificing? There's no lesson in that. So for me to say, I'm going to leave this 100 mil drug dealing because it's displeasing to Allah and I'm going to go make 100, uh, 100K doing a regular corporate job. Mm -hmm. That's different because that's pleasing to Allah. Or I'm going to go start a masjid. Now see, Hold on. What I just thought of was like, what if you started your own masjid with the drug money? Would that like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, from, okay. from, from what I know, like your haram money, you're, you're supposed to donate it to the people who need it. And that's it. To people who need it? So like, yeah, like theoretically, you can't start a masjid with that? I, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say that. I'm not in a place to speak upon that. But from what I know. That's a question for Sheikh. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. And look, look, matter of fact, look. Speaking about money and speaking about what you said earlier about the Quran, I saw a video of Sheikh Yasin Adosri, right? He said when he was a kid, he said he had a rich man come up to him and say, I will pay whatever amount of money and give everything that I have just for just just to have the Quran that's in your chest. And he said from that moment on, he really understood the value of the of Kitab Allah. Memorizing the word of Allah. Memorizing Allah's Quran, uh, Allah's word. And then he also, he also would talk about how the Quran open it up, read a page a day, then read two pages a day, then read a, read a chapter, then read, you know, a juz and so on. And you're going to see that you're, you're going to have blessing in your life. The, the, these are two things that he said that just really opened my eyes because it's like, yeah. That's actually crazy. <laughs> Hold up. Like, what would you give to be able to memorize the Quran without like, because money's a shortcut for a lot of people. They'll pay to do a lot. Like, we pay people to do things for us, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, how much money would you pay just to have the Quran memorized without having to do the work, without having to take those years of practice that all these other people have done? So, like, how much time do you think you'd be able to save if you were to just pay to memorize the Quran? There's not even a dollar amount, to be real with you. Yeah, it'd just be everything I own. Yeah, because it's like, the Quran is so valuable. And being blessed with not only the memorization, but the understanding of the Quran and being able to implement it in your life, that's invaluable. Hold on. Everything that you own and still doesn't even come close to the value. Not even close. 
your life probably won't even come close. Yep. Dude, nothing. Nothing literally comes close because, like, look, wh what I can do with this Quran is uh, is unimaginable. Like, this this will be my gateway to Jannah. This will be my my gateway to a better lifestyle. This will be my gateway of better better education. Whole new wisdom. Like, education. Yeah, exactly. Whole, whole new wisdoms, ways of thinking. Dude, you literally have the entire yeah. word of God in your heart. In every scenario, there's a verse you can remember. Dude, like it's it's actually insane. And if you if you truly implement it and you true and you try your best, then think about how like blissful of a life you could live. That's truly like good in this life and the hereafter. Because no matter what happens to you, not only do you have the word of Allah in your heart, like and you can remember words that would bring you uh, ease and peace, but it's like implementing those. Like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is He's with the patient, right? So in times of hardship, you'd really know how to be patient and you'd really know how to endure something for the sake of Allah. Like a lot of us, we can say that we could do it, we could try, but we might fail. And we might like, it might lessen our status. We might turn to sin. We might turn to other things other than Allah for a time. We, we may come back, but it's like, with that type of blessing, it's so invaluable. That's why we chase it. That's why we seek, like, we actively seek to not only memorize the Quran, to implement the Sunnah into our lives, to implement all these teachings so that we can live the best life that we could possibly live. And that's, that's like a life of, like, true sacrifice. It's like, look at the, the amount of time people are giving up just for Allah. Like, we talk about things like the prayer, but how much time does the prayer really take for you per day? It doesn't take Less that than much. an hour. Yeah, exactly. Less than an hour in full. 23 still left for you. <laughs> exactly. And but then look at the Quran. People have to dedicate years to do it. Some people, some people may do it faster than others because some people are just blessed with the ability to memorize quicker than others. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's a blessing. That's a ni'mah from Allah. But here's the other thing. When you struggle, you're rewarded a lot more. Yeah, yeah exactly. when you struggle so, to read the Quran, you're that's a ni'mah from Allah. That's like me paying you to, to And you know the crazy thing is there might, there's going to be people on the day of judgment who are resurrected memorizing the Quran even though they never memorized it here. But here's the thing though. How about like let's say your job. You sit there and you're sitting there struggling. You're trying your best, but you're failing. A lot of them will look down upon you for that. They'll pay you less for that. But Allah he's giving you more for your struggle. Allah's really making your struggle count. Subhanallah. I think we I think a lot of, a lot more of us have to really realize that. Like no, even, that yeah, that even describes the epitome, epitome of this episode. Yeah. Allah, Allah values your struggle so much He's going to reward you for it Reward you, give you more for it For your struggle That that right there shows you If you struggle every day Man, you're getting double You're getting double 2 XP Dude, that, that that's the thing about Always reflecting upon Allah It's like no matter what If I'm wronged Or if I do something I know Allah's going to give me What I owe on that What I deserve of it And that's the th That's the the Like the peace and Or like the contentment and believing in a day of resurrection or, or in a day of recompense because this might not be the world of re where you may, will be recompensed but that's, in full. That's also sitting there and you being tested because it's like you put in this situation and be like, man, I can really lash out right now, but I know Allah will deal with you. Or I'll sit um, there and be like, man, I just I just gave all that I have, but Allah will take care of me. No, not only that, like, bro, the other day, uh, I'll be real with you, I failed one of my exams and I actually studied for it and I was like, man, like, I just looked at the thing and I was like, it is what it is, bro. It's like, what, what, what can I do for real? Like, I tried my best and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward me for that. I made dua too. I made a lot of dua. And um, 
like I, I read I read a lot of Quran and everything. I was like, man, it is what it is. It's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards you in other ways. Like you're gonna have to fail. If you didn't live with any failures in your life, then you never learn. I right, so I, when I whenever I see something like that and something doesn't go my way, I'm just like, I try my best. Obviously, sometimes sometimes it doesn't go my way, but other times I'll you know I'll be able to think like this is just a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not decree this as a victory for me. But, but indeed, all victory belongs to Allah. All victory belongs to Allah because that's another thing. Like, if I sat there and I failed at something, who is the next person to sit there and try to laugh at me for that? Because you fail too. Everyone fails. It's, it's inevitable. You can't sit there and say that you, there wasn't a time in your life when you didn't mess up, you didn't fail. Yeah. Impossible. So who, who are you to sit there and look down on another person because they sat there, they tried, and they failed? Hmm. Yeah, and plus, you don't even know what they got out of that failure. How much learning experience they just got out of that. How much that, that sat there and it, and it flicked a switch inside of them to do better. And now, now they're doing 10 times what you're doing. Yeah, man. I think that's, that's a good way to close out this episode. Um, I think one thing that I'd like to ask anybody who's listening right now or watching this. Really reflect on the things that you've sacrificed that helped you get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because I do that a lot. I always like to think about like, what if? I do those what ifs just because it's like, look at where I'm at now. Like how happy I am right now within like being able to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being blessed with that. Like feeling like, okay, I am a Muslim and I'm choosing to actively try to do my best, be an example for anybody out there and please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above all things. But like, look at the things that I used to do and how I chose Allah over all of that. Like the blessing, all even they, those things, I saw them as blessings, even though they were low-key a curse because they drove me away from Allah. Hold on, one last thing. One of the biggest, one of the biggest sacrifices that I could say I made, which was also one of the hardest, is just sacrificing people. Because if you're sitting there hanging around the wrong people, they will influence you to do bad. I, eventually, you're eventually going to fall into what they're doing. Yeah. And exactly. had, I, had I not got away from them, I don't know where I could be right now. Just like how I was talking about earlier. I don't know if I could have been amongst those people or fallen into what they did because I, I, I sat there and I wanted to hang around them. And it's also, it's also crazy to think about how much the, these people have an influence on you. Like a lot of people, they won't, they won't pray. They won't, they'll, they'll be shameful to say that they're a Muslim just because of the friends that they have at the time. The friends that they're hanging around, the people that they're hanging around, or even let's say they're Muslim friends that they're hanging around. They'll sit there and say that you're being too religious. Are these really the type of people you want to you want you you want in your life? No, those are the people you got to sacrifice. You got to get rid of those people because they'll bring those will bring you down. Mm -hmm. Like you're in a place trying to elevate your life, but you're only trying to do it in what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala would be pleased with you in. And if you're around people who are who are doing things displeasing to Allah, think about what that says about you. And you're you're allowing it. You tolerate it. Just because, oh, these people, they're my friends and this and that. But on the day of judgment, who will be your friend? Hold on. Take, take, this, take this into perspective. This person that we're talking about, this person helps, helps, helped you out in a, in a time of need. This person sat there. They were there for you. Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, they try to get you to go against Allah. That fact alone outweighs all of that. Because like, here, here, here's the thing. I'm not going to say that these people, they didn't, they didn't do anything good for you. Like, obviously, they're your friends. You know, you, you sat there, you hang around them, you like these people, you, you love these people, whatever. But then again, at the end of the day, what do you love more, Allah and his messenger or these people who are... You can, you can compare it to anything. There's good in everything, but there, 
there's bad that outweighs good. Exactly. Like, and if the bad outweighs the good, you have to leave it. That's why we leave sin. That's why there's we good things in certain sins, like alcohol. Exactly. The, and the Quran benefits. admits that. Yeah. But the bad outweighs the good. And that is why it's hard on. That is why it's displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, with that, assalamu uh, alaikum wa rahmatullah. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change with this. And also, we have our Discord server. Make sure you guys go ahead and join that Discord server. We're building the largest Discord server in the Ummah. So share that with your friends and family as well. And also, we're not student, we're not scholars. We're still students of knowledge. We're still learning. We're open to correction. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.